Welcome to the Project DIY Hunter Podcast. If you're thinking about hunting DIY or if you've been hunting DIY for a long time, this podcast is for you. We invite you to join us as we seek to gain knowledge to continue to be successful DIY hunters. Thanks for listening and enjoy the podcast. What is up, everybody? Thanks for getting in for another episode of the Project DIY Hunter podcast. Um, today's going to be a little bit different. I'm going to be by myself, but I'm going to be talking about when me and my buddy Tyler went to Maine. Um, I'm going to tell you what happened while we were there, and then I'm going to tell you how we got there, the logistics of it, and everything like that. So if you wanted to go do something like this on your own, um, you could go do it. But, I mean, obviously we had a guide. Um, we're not driving you know, 18 hours to go hunt two days. So... My plan was to go for like a long weekend, and we left Thursday night, flew in, got there pretty late, I would say around 11, and went straight to our hotel, and then met the guy at the ramp at probably about 5 o'clock, um, and then it wasn't a very far boat ride from there to to the place that we were planning on hunting, and we set out three long lines. Um, our plan was to put out a wind mojo, but we were not able to do that because I think it was 45 feet and we had 40 foot of line. Um, so we couldn't put that wind mojo out, but we did run three long lines, kind of one straight off the middle of the boat. And then we had two kind of angled, one off the front and then one off the back kind of angled out. And when we got there, you know, I told him, you know, me and Tyler want to do everything, you know, just show us what to do. We want to do it, um, just to say we've done it. So it's pretty cool. It's not nothing like we do in South Carolina for sure. Um, I guess you can long line some down at the coast, which we did last year, but that was after um, the main trip because the opening weekend in Maine um, is usually like the 13th, 14th. I think it opens on like a Wednesday, which is pretty weird. I think it opened on the 9th in 2020, and then we were there um, three days later. And so another thing is you can't hunt on Sunday in Maine. So you kind of set it up to where um, Sunday is just a sightseeing. Um, a lot of lighthouses and that kind of stuff in that area that you could go see. But you can hunt Friday, Saturday. So that's what we did. Two days was plenty. Um, I didn't get the one bird that I wanted. Um, we did get three different species and um, didn't get my long-tailed or old squaw, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it. Um, but yeah, we, we flew in that night and got our hotel, got the next morning, met the guy at the ramp, took a short boat ride. Um, it seemed kind of long because it was pretty rough. We didn't get to go out to one of the bays that we wanted to hunt just because it was too rough to go. So we had to stay kind of, um, inshore a little bit and couldn't get out there in those, in those rough waves, which it was still pretty rough where we were. And so when we set up, we set up on these, um kelp farms i guess you would call them and we just kind of backed the boat up to them set up put our decoys out like i said and they started working in um the eider hens were everywhere um they would just come in if you were standing up or whatever but you could tell the the juvenile males and then the um the older males, you know, they were a lot harder to get into the decoys um, than the hens were. So we had plenty of hens swimming around, and, you know, we wasn't there to, 
to kill a bunch of ducks. I mean, yeah, we were there to shoot ducks, but our main goal was to get an eider and a scoter and a long tail, um, old squall. Um, I did actually kill a, a black duck that, that first morning too, um, which was, which is pretty cool out there on the coast. They usually stay kind of away from the coast, um, until everything starts freezing up and kind of work their way back. Um, from my understanding, but yeah, so we, we did pretty good that first morning. Um, I think we got our, our limit by probably nine o'clock. I think it was. And then in this area that we were hunting, there was a fort and some other stuff that we kind of went and checked out, um, in the boat, which was pretty awesome. So we left that day, went back to the hotel, went and got us some barbecue and hung out. Um, Portland's a pretty cool place. If you've never been to Portland, Maine, a lot of stuff to do there. I totally recommend, um, spending some time not hunting and just hanging out and adventuring around. Um, a lot of forts. Um, there's actually a big island there that people have to go back and forth from boat or a uh, a trolley, and they have cars on or water taxi, I guess. And but they have cars on this island, and it's it's pretty cool. But it's 100% surrounded by water um, with no bridge, so they have to take a boat or whatever to get there. But going back to um, the hunting aspect, I mean. There is a lot of places to hunt in that area. You, I could see a lot of places, but um, that second day, we basically did the same thing. Um, there was a spot we wanted to go to because I actually, um, I told the guy that I wanted to kill a longtail. Like, that was my goal. Um, that day was to kill nothing but a longtail. So we're setting out um, in a different spot because somebody was already in the spot we wanted to go to. So we're sitting there. One comes in. Um, he's a little, he's a little far out and I shot and he fell and just dove down. And I don't know if you know this, but uh, the long tailed duck is the deepest diving duck in the world and it's insane. So when they go down and dive, you know, there's no telling where they're going to come back up. And, um, I didn't make a good shot in on my guess. I mean, he was far off and, um, we never did see him again. We looked and looked, um, then went and sat back up, um, on the kelp farm and then we had some guys come, and they started diving kind of out to our front left. Um, it was later, probably around 9, 30, 10 o'clock. And so we just kind of watched them for a while and then um, went and moved on somewhere else and was going to start trying to shoot some while we were drifting. Um, so we just cut the motor off, sit back, relax, talk, and um, just waited because they, they were moving um, pretty good because – I seen on Ducks Unlimited that this year was like the biggest migration of those long-tailed ducks into Maine um, from like Halifax or wherever they come down from. And, I mean, it was pretty awesome. We seen a ton of them, but they were very smart. You know, they, they're not going to come in there and decoy um, all the time. So, I mean, they're they're hard to, to get. I, I it seems to me because we had them flying all over us and they would always kind of right out of range, you know, right where, you know, if you hit him and nick him, he's going to be gone. Um, so we didn't take a lot of those shots on them. Um, the one I did th- think that was close enough, um, obviously probably wasn't, but I, I mean, I thought I folded him, but he definitely dove down and we, we never seen him again. But getting back to the area we were in, um, we're back in the bay. We couldn't go, I guess we're back in, um, one of the backwater channels, 
Um, there was people lobstering and that kind of stuff in this area, but we didn't actually get to go out to the bay in the open water, uh, which was kind of a bummer. We didn't get to do it either day, um, but we still had an awesome time. Still going back this year. Just booked my flight last night, which is kind of why I wanted to talk about this. Um, so last time, 2020, I booked a one-way there and a one-way back just because it was cheaper and the times were better for me. I went flew out United and come back American. So now I just kind of want to talk about what you need to do to get ready for a hunt like this, kind of the planning, um, the execution of the flight, the getting the gun to Portland, Maine. Um, all that is pretty easy. It's really easy to do. You just got to take some time and look up the regulations and, and just plan everything. You know, start with your flight, move to your hotel, and then go to your, your car rental um, so that's kind of the way I did. And so when, if you're flying, um, with a gun, you obviously have to check it. So I have a big enough case so I could check two shotguns. So I put two shotguns in there and you always kind of want to put some other stuff in there because you have 50 pounds. Um, so you kind of want to get your money's worth and just put whatever else you, um, might want to in there that'll fit so you get your money's worth and um, have more room in your carry-on because I normally don't check um, another bag just because that's something else for the airlines to get lost. I mean, obviously, sometimes you have to, but I never do check a bag if I can carry, um, if I can use a carry-on. So uh, we had the carry-on with all of our clothes in it. Um, basically, we didn't need waders or none of that because we're going to be in the boat the whole time, so... I just took some, you know, warm boots. Um, luckily, it wasn't super cold. Um, it, it was probably, I guess, the average duck hunting temperature here in South Carolina. So probably around 30 degrees, um, 35 degrees. So, well, I guess it don't get that cold anymore now either, but here in South Carolina. But the temperature wasn't awful, so we didn't take a whole lot of gear because um, we, we knew that ahead of time. You know, we checked the weather before we went and, Found out it wasn't going to be as chilly and frigid as we thought it was going to be in Maine. So, we got our stuff packed. Um, just took a carry-on and a personal item. Had um, plenty of luggage with that for a three-day trip, you know. You got, a, you got a backpack and a small suitcase. I mean, me and Tyler both could have probably packed our stuff in one backpack. It would have been just fine. Um, that's just... I guess the way guys are, um, they don't take a bunch of unneeded clothes, but we flew out of GSP and then we landed in, um, Baltimore. Then from Baltimore, we flew on up to Portland. It was really nice. Actually, we didn't have, we had zero issues on the flights. Um, both of them were on time. We got to the Portland airport and made our way over to the car rental so we were right there at that jet port the car rental was just right across the uh the drop-off area so we got down there um had to wait in line just a little bit to get our rental car everything was smooth we got a suburban just like we wanted and um off we were i mean it was probably 11:30. we didn't get to the hotel till 12 i got a hotel for one night right there close to um, the airport, which is probably 30 minutes from where we were hunting. So it's not like it was, um, way out of the way or nothing, but I just figured we would want to get somewhere closer to the airport that night to get a, 
you know, getting to bed a little, little earlier, uh, being that we was getting up at, you know, four o'clock. So, so another point or two. So when you rent a car, a lot of times I try to not pay for it up front. So I try to I like to get where I can cancel it for free. Um, and that way I always check right before I get on my first flight to see kind of what the prices are. Um, because I've noticed in, in Wyoming and a lot of these other places that I've been, when you rent a car, there's last minute deals and then there's far off deals, you know, far off from when you leave. So it, it's nice to either book it super early or super late. So always check whenever you land, um, to see kind of what deals you get. I mean, we got a, a, a King Ranch, a Ford King Ranch F-150 in Wyoming for $35 a day, you know, plus all their fees and stuff. So it comes out like 80 bucks. Um, but still, you know, that, that was, that was a pretty good deal. Um, so, I mean, that, that's pretty much it. I mean, it's, it's very easy to do. You just got to take initiative and, um, look that stuff up and schedule it out and, and plan it out. And I mean, you'll be fine. Um, some of the key points I would say would be, you know, flying with a gun. So, we put two guns in one case, like I said, take it, you know, take it in there, take it up to the counter and let them know you have a, you know, you have weapons in the, in this case. Um, the case needs to have at least two locks, ones on each side. And, you know, they could be TSA approved, which makes life easier. Um, but never leave until they tell you, you can leave. Um, I've been told, Oh, we'll get it. Go ahead. Like, no, I want to make sure that everything is good. I want to make sure you can open it and everything before you leave that counter. Um, make sure everything's good and it's ready to go. Um, the last thing you want to do is get called back to that area to check out a gun. Then you're racing back to get on your plane. So definitely that's one of the key points I would throw out. The rental car would be another one. Um, there's different ways to rent cars now. Um, it's pretty outrageous of, of what these places are doing. Budget is usually pretty cheap. Um, but you know, we got lucky on that car rental. It was like 500 bucks or 300 bucks. So when it was all said, I think it was like 500 bucks when it was all said and done. Um, but we're looking now to go out to Wyoming and car rentals is just skyrocketed. I mean, it's like for the week that we're going out there, it's like $1,500, um, plus all their little tiny fees they want to throw in there to rent you know like a tahoe or suburban so we've been looking into toro which is what we're going to use this time in maine um so this year 2021 i plan on hunting with my wife jessica and my dad um my, my dad's gonna hunt with me the first morning and then i believe jessica's gonna hunt me with the second morning um so we're kind of spreading it out a little bit we might even hunt monday depending on weather um, but we, we do, we are trying to go to Acadia National Park and to New Hampshire, um, all in this trip just to check that out and say we've, you know, been there and, and see what it's like. So, um, that's another key point I like to throw out, you know, when you go on these hunts, you know, do some other stuff other than hunt, you know, go out there in the morning, hunt, have a successful hunt and then go check out the area. You know, there's more to it than, um, just hunting in these places. So. That would be another thing um, I like to throw out there. Um, and I believe that just about wraps up Maine 2020. Um, I'm excited to go again. I believe I just booked the flight and car rental this week for Maine 2021. 
Um, we're going with the same guy, Tom. He's an awesome guy. I will post it on Facebook, um, all his information and stuff. So if you listen to this, please go check out our Facebook. Um, I'll probably put a blog on our website, www.projectdiyhunter.com about all about this and you know you can come there and ask any questions you want be more than happy to answer anything i can um you know i'm i'm just starting in this traveling and hunting too but you know obviously i've done it a couple times so i can i can definitely help you and answer any questions that you know you may have so feel free to reach out to us and thanks for listening and as always go tigers